listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Ah, top of the morning to you on this first Tuesday in March. It really is madness when you think about it. How the heck are you? Miller and Moulton here on the Florida Sports Network. FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. Got a great show lined up for you today. David Sampson, Pat Kerwin, Mark Lai. Whole lot going on in a bunch of different sports. Week off to a good start sports-wise. Hope it's off to a good start for you and your friends and family. Mark, did it get off to a good start for you yesterday? It's been a great week for me. This is uh, this is fun, man. I'm having a blast. Got everything done. Got the kid in bed to watch a little small conference basketball last night. There you go. Couple of little guys trying to hang out with the big boys in their conference last night. Made games entertaining. Yes, they did. Took them down to the final media timeout in both instances. Yep. Can't ask for much more than that. Big boys won, so those little conferences will have put their best foot forward, so to speak, in the tournament. But, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Not only that, for you, today's Thursday for you. Oh, it's this is my favorite. See, this is my favorite week of the year and has nothing to do with small conference tournaments. Although that, you know, that certainly helps. But, yes, I am taking off Thursday and Friday for a little uh, member guest invitational at the course that I play at. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year. So, yes, I I got – today was a day when done for today and tomorrow yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Look at you. I will probably be nice enough to type up two for you for Thursday and Friday so you have backup. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. That was my plan. I did two yesterday so I could do two today and take care of you. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Felipe and I holding down the fort Thursday and Friday. Had Felipe set up the cameras this morning to make sure he knows what he's oh, doing. Oh, my good. Well, you knew he'd get that right. Are you kidding? Does that mean I get my own camera? I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Just remember, it means when you fall asleep, we got you. Well, this is good now. I won't fall asleep. Right. Want to bet? See, I think that right. you guys need to have a camera on me. I think it's something you need. I have a camera on you. It's my two eyeballs, and you fall asleep at least one morning a week. No, but I think the whole audience needs to know. <laughs> Not just well, you. Well, there's no doubt about it, Felipe. What people have been clamoring for. All right. Can we see Felipe? Can we see Felipe? Can we see your producer fall asleep on camera? That's what that that's what <laughs> they call Felipe riveting awake? radio. Is Felipe awake? There's no doubt about it. We hear the chants in the background of the Miller and Moulton live Twitch broadcast every morning. But so yes, this is your I have to admit. I mean, please don't take this the wrong way. But your wife and you are pulling off quite a scam this week. I mean, she is on a <clears throat> work cruise right till, till Thursday. And then beginning Thursday, you're playing in the member guest and you're done until Monday. Yes. <laughs> I'm taking two days off. I know. I know. No, I'm just saying for this week. Oh, please, Mark. Uh, we're owed about 20. 
Okay. And Felipe's owed 20 as well. Easily. He just had a week off. Well, that is true. That is true. He did get more time in that little three work days, five day bender than the two of us have had in the 16, 18 months in our third act here. But hopefully, you know, that'll be changing, I think, in the next. One way or another, David. Exactly. It'll be changing. Either, either things are going to go bigger and better or there won't be a year three. I mean, it'll be one or the other. So it will be changing. We'll either have more time off or more time off. But we will take care of this. There's, there's no question about it. I'm just saying a work cruise and then the member guest. Man. That's a hell of a week. And you put that on the calendar at home. It, it, and it's on the calendar at home. <laughs> the wife is big. The wife is big on the calendar. Oh, I could have guessed that. And right, for somebody who still does thank you notes and, uh, oh, I Birthday cards. Uh, and oh, my guess is that calendar is just packed with information what? and just names of people. Like if there's a name of a person, if it says Janet, that's her way of telling herself Janet's birthday is here on the 26th. Believe it or not, the calendar is just for family stuff, and there's so wow. much information on it between the daughter's gymnastics and the daughter's softball and the daughter's soccer and school crap. There's a, that, just that alone. Yes, I said school funny. crap. It She's in third funny. grade. It would be funny if on that odd Wednesday it just said 3 o'clock school crap. It's a damn good, good point. You know, in fact, you might be able to say, honey, we could save more room in every day's box if you just put three o'clock school crap. School crap. Trust me, we know what it is. But the calendar is very important, and and I get these all the time. Hey, what do we got next Wednesday? Did you look at the calendar? (laughs) If I'd have looked at the calendar, you think I would have asked you? I'm tired of having to put my reading glasses on every time I go into the kitchen. Okay, so I figured while I was sitting on the couch, I would just ask you, since apparently we've gotten to that point of the relationship, have we? Okay, fine. Colored markers, circles, arrows. (laughs) Oh, the colored markers. Oh, love me the colored markers. And by love me the colored markers, I mean stab me in the neck. Half of our house is very organized, David, and then there's me. Well, you know, you just gotta. You have to make it real, Mark. Okay. And when she looks at you and goes, "What if I don't want you to make it real?" You can always say, "Well, honey, it's better than if I make it rain." But you know, hey now, hey now. I'm really not looking forward to reaching that point in my life where I have to bring out reading glasses to see anything. I mean, look, it's a little pathetic. I get you can't see, but every (laughs) time I show anything to someone fifty age 50 up and they have to like hold on let me let me pull yeah. this out let me put it's this a, it's an amazing thing i had unbelievable eyesight and literally woke up one day when i was 46 and was like where are my feet oh. I, I mean it, it was the strangest thing no. i have new respect for the older foursome at a restaurant that all have their lights on their phones trying to read a menu now <laughs> that was something i made fun of at one point now i go you know i'm probably not that far away from that you thinking to yourself man they're smart taking that menu and, you know, jockeying it back and forth. You know, my dad with the newspaper used to sit there and just try to get that right distance where he could still read the thing without the cheaters. Exactly. Is he doing push-ups? No, he's trying to read the menu. Just trying to find that sweet spot. 
Right. Funny thing is, he's going to order the same meal he always orders. Every time. Miller and Moulton on this Tuesday. We had some football news yesterday. Had some football news. A few quarterbacks signing and guys getting cut. Teams making major decisions for the salary cap. Some surprising moves. They still got another week plus to get down to the cap. Today, couple of cuts, couple o'clock. of signings, couple of tags. Yep. And then some players being shopped around that maybe you didn't expect to be shopped around. Boy, this salary cap really comes into play, huh? We'll say the Tennessee Titans. We're going to look back at the Tennessee Titans. You know I love me some Ryan Tannehill, okay? More than most everybody not named Lauren Tannehill, okay? But the Tennessee Titans have apparently chosen Ryan Tannehill over a lot of other guys. I mean, think about it. Last year, do you know who had the biggest cap hit in the NFL? Ryan Tannehill. $38.6 million was his cap hit. And because of it, you know who they couldn't sign? A.J. Brown. So they traded him. How'd that work out? Not great for Philly. All right. Now, here we are this year. Whose cap hit right now looks to be the biggest cap hit? Or second biggest? Ryan Tannehill, $38.6 million. So who are the Titans getting rid of? Looks like Bud Dupree. Who are they shopping? Derrick Henry. Man. Bud Dupree, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, or Ryan Tannehill? I know you need a quarterback, but at what point? And this all goes back because they didn't have a quarterback. Tannehill took him to the AFC Championship game. All right? And then he kind of looks at him and goes, really? You're going to let me walk? And he leveraged him, Mark. He leveraged him. He got his deal. And the Titans in 2021 were the one seed. I mean, it was still okay. But, boy, Mark, the minute that you get on the wrong side of it, it can just crash. Well, they Hell, already they made were... the cuts. They cut the offensive linemen that have been there forever. And, I mean, he was, he, he was hurt. Yep. And, and, but, I mean, they spent a lot of money on a lot of guys. Good players. And age and losing happened. Yep. And so, you know, and what's interesting is, is that the and the Vikings now are having to make a cut or two. How much of it is because Kirk Cousins keeps leveraging it. He's getting paid. He's getting his money. By the way, you can argue he's worth it. But none of his contracts are salary cap friendly. They're all short-term deals. He guaranteed money, and he's getting paid. And guess who's a year away from free agency again? (laughs) Kirk Cousins. (laughs) Uh, And that's why, you know, what the Cowboys did with Dak Prescott. Guess who counts nearly $50 million against this year's cap? Dak Prescott. And and to your earlier point with Tannehill, David, and Dak for that matter, you've got to have one. And you start looking around to what's out there in the quarterback world. 
and we've gone through the list of guys, the Whites, the Mayfields, of what you're going to get, and they've decided this is better than anything else that's out there. But are they good enough to really win big with with what it is you're having to pay them? And that doesn't even get to what it is you're going to have to pay the elite. Ho, ho, ho. Going to channel my inner Ed McMahon here. Johnny Carson here starting a little early, Ed. Ah, yes. That Joe Burrow thing is still in your head of what he's going to get paid. <laughs> I'm telling you, it'll definitely be $50 million a year. The question is, will he channel his inner Sammy Hagar and say, I can't drive 55? Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour, top of the morning to you. Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. David Sampson, Pat Kerwin, Mark Lie to join us on the show today. You know, we did miss something yesterday, and sometimes it's not that we miss it. We just can't get around to it, especially on a Monday. Yesterday, I don't know if between the two of us we missed it. I think we did. Did you see what James Hahn had to say over the weekend at Bay Hill? I did catch his anger towards fellow PGA Tour members. It, And I don't know if James Hahn is speaking up for the other half of the tour, or if James Hahn is speaking up for James Hahn. He claims he's the first one speaking up for the other half of the PGA Tour. But he ain't happy, number one. And number two, boy, did he call out Rory and Homa and the like and say, you hypocrites. And those LIV guys are this, and they're that, and you know what this is? This is a big old cash grab for you guys. There's just a few more of you than there is of them. They're 48, and you guys are 70 to 80. Hell, you've even worked in the no cuts as often as you can. Throw some shorts on and throw in a shotgun start, and we're the same damn thing. James Hahn was fired up. He did, and another thing, for 45 minutes. 45 minutes. How many times do you think the PR person for the Arnold Palmer Invitational said, uh, one more question, please? And then it just continued. Uh, we've got time for one more. For those of you that don't know, James Hahn is a 41-year-old two-time tour winner. Yeah, he's rank and file the PGA Tour. And that's who he is. He's he, not a star. Some years, eh, no problem being in the top 70. Other years, eh, eh, trying to grind out a living. If you can grind it out, it's better than most of our livings. But Jay Monahan, by the way, speaks at 11 o'clock today. What do you think the odds are 
that a few of the reporters have the stones to be able to, you know. I think they will, will with up. Monahan. I think they will with Monahan. I don't know if they would with Rory. I mean, this is the the world we live in. There are more. I think they're more afraid of the other golfers than they are of the PGA Tour commissioner. What's the tour commissioner going to do to them? Not talk to them? Oh well. Well, it used to be the tour commissioner had unbelievable power, had NASCAR power. I mean, they'd turn around, suspend you, and not even make it public. I, you know, Jay Monahan may be a figurehead for all we know now. I mean, a year ago at this time, he was commissioner of the PGA Tour. Now it's Tiger, who's not playing this week, by the way. And a lot of people thought he'd play the players after playing the Genesis. So, you know, Tiger, who basically said, eh, four majors, maybe a couple others. Well, he played one other. I yeah, mean, his tournament that he hosts. Yeah. We'll see him in Augusta. And then we'll see him at the PGA, and then it'll be interesting. Like, I don't think he'll do it, because in between the PGA and the U.S. Open is Jack's tourney. And I don't think Tiger will play it. I think he'll get ready for the U.S. Open. I think the question is, after the Open Championship, does Tiger play something else, or does his golf year end the third week of July? I think the the one other event, whatever it could be, would maybe be something before the, the FedEx Cup playoffs. Maybe I, I don't. I have no idea what's even on the schedule. I know it's not going to be on the schedule beginning next year. They got rid of the match play. Did you see that? That sucker's done. That had a big name sponsor. That had a golf course that people raved about. The Austin Country Club. Beautiful on television, too. Yeah, but about as boring of a tournament as there is to watch. There you go. There you go. And no guarantee who's going to be there at the end. Well, that's the other side of this. There you go. That's why it had to go. Listen, I give them some credit in this sense. Rory has all but said, we're in entertainment. Okay? We got to give the people what they want. We're going to try to do that more times than we've been doing it. Instead of trying to spread the tour out, we're going to condense it about 15 times. The diehard golf fan can watch as much golf as they want. The other golf fan, the casual golf fan, when they want to watch, we're going to give them tournaments that have the best fields and the best chance for stars to be at the top of that field. And so far this year, we've had, what, three you know, what's the phrase they've come up with now? Elevated events. There you go. Elevated events. Well, they've had tremendous leaderboards all three times. All three times they've had tremendous leaderboards. So, meanwhile, if you think about it, the LIV, if anybody's even going to give them a look, they're essentially every week, Mark, an elevated event. I mean, 48-man field. I mean, it's an elevated event. Well, they've had one this year, and Charles Howell III beat Peter Uline by three, and Peter Uline was three shots ahead of the third-place guy, and DJ and Cameron Smith and Kepka and the like were nowhere to be found. No, they were uh, just getting sunscreen on their legs. Yes. 
Yes. You don't want to get a burn now that they're in shorts. Right. Wearing a little more clothing than Paulina Gretzky. Yes. A little more. I tell you, a little more. Not much, but a little more. A washcloth wears a little more clothing (laughs) than Paulina Gretzky. Uh, Well, maybe a washcloth for me. Okay. I I don't know about the, you know. In fact, I think that's the last thing she wore when she was photographed. Uh, Miller and Moulton. So Mark Lye will join us in a couple hours. James Hahn's comments might come up. I'm just saying there's a chance. And James Hahn not that happy with the recent changes to the PGA Tour, although not sure what he can do about it because the answer is nothing. Well, but here's what I'm curious about. This is the Players' Championship. This is This is Players' Week. Big deal up here in Jacksonville, by the way. I mean, literally in the local newscasts, they got the big graphics on the local news players week. Like, wow, I'll be darned. Of course, the defending champion lives eight minutes away and he's not in the event. That's a whole other story. Let's not even bring it up. Well, they haven't. They've gone back a couple of years. They just keep showing JT. (laughs) Exactly. Not the fourth-ranked golfer in the world who lives here. I digress. But will the rank and file with a lot of the golfing media world here, will they say, you know what James Hahn had to say? I agree. I'm curious, Mark. Will they at least lend their voices to it? I mean, you and I have been in situations where we've been powerless. It's been us against management. We know we're going to lose. You and I do speak up, though. We basically want to say, we're going to get this on the record. And this may not be wise for us to get it on the record. In fact, the last time that we did it, we got escorted out of the building. (laughs) And I got to admit, we didn't even think we were putting anything on the record. We actually thought we were negotiating. If we had known that, oh my goodness! If we had known, would I'd we have gone. Oh, would record? I have gone, James Hahn? <laughs> I'd have taken more than four minutes. That's for sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, so that's what I'm curious about this week. Do they at least say? Hey, apparently, there's nothing we can do. But um, he's right. David Sampson, Pat Kerwin, Mark Lye, all to join us. The starting five is next, right here on the Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes before the hour, David Sampson joins us at the top of the hour. Pat Kerwin at the top of the eight o'clock hour. Mark Lye in two hours. Here on Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Whole heck of a lot went on yesterday. Let's get right to it, Felipe. The starting five, five stories you need to know. It's the starting five on Miller and Moulton. Here's number one. Derek Carr chose the Saints. Jets and Panthers were hot on his trail as well. He chose Nolens. Four years, a buck fifty, but. 
the fourth year's like 50. So it's really three for a hundred, three for a buck ten. So this is 33 to 36 a year, basically, for Derek Carr, who was going to make 40 this year if the Raiders didn't cut him. I'm just saying. First off, Mark, A, do you like the deal for the Saints, yay or nay? I'm torn on this, David, because I like the fact they went out and got their quarterback. I think it can help them win a division, but what? where are they getting? They're so far over the cap. They're not a very good football team, and I don't know if this does anything more than put them to where the Bucks were a year ago to make sure that you're the four seed that you get pounded by the five seed. I don't know long-term how smart this is. So that sounds like a no. It, it, that sounds I, like I, if you did the, the checks on the one side and the, che- the list on the other, that the no side outweighs the yes side is what it sounded like to me. That's number one. Yeah, the no side outweighs the west side, yes side. Number two, if you were Carr, Saints, Jets, Panthers, assuming the money is in the ballpark, which one would you have gone with? Jets. Geno Smith, who was once drafted by the Jets, he's staying in Seattle. He could have been a free agent a week. Three years, $105 million. That's 35 a year. But this is basically a one-year deal. And Gino getting paid this year. Between his salary and his upfront bonus and what have you, if they cut Gino Smith a year from now, Gino will have pocketed $52 million. I'm just saying. So, you know, they've extended the relationship with Gino. But... I mean, Mark, this sounds to me like an engagement. You know, it could be married. Could be a short-term marriage. Could be a J-Lo marriage. Okay, but right now, it seems like, you know, first time she was engaged to Ben. Just saying. Um, The deadline is 4 o'clock today to place tags on people. You know, certain franchises like Dallas, they didn't wait. They officially applied the tag to running back Tony Pollard yesterday. That's $10.1 million. What's interesting is Ezekiel Elliott, as of right now, counts over $16.7 million against the cap. That's a lot of money on running backs. That's like $28 million on two running backs. That's not even counting the guys to play special teams. I mean, that's almost spending $30 million at the running back position. And Dak's counting $49 million against the cap. That doesn't mean that's what he's making. I'm just saying that's what it counts as this year. I mean, which begs the question, you think Ezekiel Elliott's going to be a Cowboy in eight days? Not for $16 million, he's not. It certainly doesn't seem so. Um, so Kansas City did not put the franchise tag on left tackle Orlando Brown, which means he could be a free agent a week from tomorrow. What it also could mean is, see, if they tagged him, that would have been $20 million. Maybe they're going to negotiate a deal with him, which counts a little less than that. We'll see. We'll see. They gave up a lot to get Orlando Brown. He started all but two games at left tackle for him the last two years. We saw how important 
the last two times the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl, good offensive line versus bad offensive line seems to be an important component to winning a championship. So we'll see what they do here. Chiefs also said yesterday they're cutting Frank Clark, who during the regular season, eh, he's okay. He's about nine sacks a year. Don't get me wrong. You know, during the playoffs, though, Frank Clark brings it. And they're going to save $21 million by not bringing back Frank Clark. There are a few pass rushers. The Titans got rid of Bud Dupree. Okay, there are a few pass rushers. It looks like uh, the Rams are letting go of, uh, you know, one of their defensive linemen there whose name escapes me at the moment. Don't know if it's Robert Quinn. He might have moved on. I'll, I'll look it up. But anyway, Mark, surprisingly, looks like there's going to be some veteran pass rushers out on the open market. Hey, the Ravens have till 4 o'clock to sign Lamar Jackson. Ozzie Newsom came out yesterday and said this will probably go to about 3.30. <laughs> and um, Giants and Daniel Jones still negotiating. We'll see if they work something out. I got to admit, if I'm the Giants... I like the Derek Carr and Geno Smith deals. Okay. I I think that helped them. Keep it in that 30 range. And yeah. Tell Jones that you're not, the four is not a first number. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what you think, but you're yeah. not worth that. Exactly. Look right at him and go, you need to get into the real world. Uh, NFL reinstated Jags wide receiver Calvin Ridley. He had been suspended a year for gambling. Ridley's now 28, Mark. Hasn't played since October of 2021. So it'll be nearly two full years before the regular season starts. By the way, he counts a little over $11 million against the cap this year because this is the final year of his rookie deal, his fifth option year, if you will. So, But Calvin Ridley... In theory, added to the Jags, that wide receiving core, that offense. Remember, they're keeping Evan Ingram, right? They're tagging him. They're supposed to. That's the word. Yeah. So, and uh, this news came out yesterday. Apparently, Phillip Rivers is open to playing again, but it has to be, quote, the right place, unquote. Now, Philip Rivers late last year was asked by the Saints if he would be interested in playing for them. And he said, no, I'm good. And remember, Rivers is living there in southern Alabama, right? Isn't that where he's, you know, at the high school with his kids? And yeah, I think you? that's right. So, so New Orleans wasn't that far away. And he said, no, I'm good. It does beg the question, what's the right place? He says, I'm starting to work out again. I'm starting to get back in shape. I'm starting to get the itch. Oh, that's good. I'd advise him to go, you know, grab a six-pack and some Snickers and scratch it, but that's okay. Would you sign Phillip Rivers? No. No way. He could barely throw the ball 40 yards the last time we saw him. No blanking way. Uh, college hoops last night. Furman won the SoCon. They held off Chattanooga, 88-79. The Ragin' Cajuns from Louisiana won the Sun Belt. They edged South Alabama, 71-66. Furman was the one seed. The Ragin' Cajuns were the two seed. 
So those two conferences get some of their better teams to represent them. All right, Mark, tonight, Oral Roberts, North Dakota State for the Summit League title. Oral Roberts had their hands full yesterday in their game. They barely escaped their semifinal game and were trailing throughout. I know, and I think that's a 29-win Oral Roberts team, too. Uh, The West Coast Conference Final, you're not going to believe this, Mark. It's going to be St. Mary's against Gonzaga. Well, good news. They put them both in the semis to start. They had to win one game apiece to meet each other in the final. (laughs) St. Mary's had a tougher time. Uh, The Colonial, all right, it'll be UNC Wilmington. They upset Hofstra, taking on Charleston, who had a tough time to get their 30th win of the year. See, come on. If Charleston loses to UNC Wilmington, 30 and 4. They're not going to get in. I'm just telling you, they have have zero chance to get in. It's really important we get that ninth Big Ten team, which will have 13, 14, or 15 losses. It's important we get them in the field. Golly. Uh, Northern Kentucky against Cleveland State for the horizon, by the way. Uh, Women's hoops, UConn won the Big East. They held off Villanova. James Madison won the Sun Belt. First round of the AAC. Last time UCF will be playing in it. UCF women beat Tulsa by 16. NBA, you know, Felipe has been harping on the heat of the lowest scoring team in the league. Well, they had an out-of-body experience last night. They scored a buck 30. They needed all of it. Beat Atlanta 130-128. Got nearly 60 points off the bench last night to the Heat. Celtics blew a 14-point lead going to the fourth quarter last night. Lost in Cleveland, 118-114 in overtime. That's like three games in a row that they've blown double digits leads that they've had. Well, they're certainly blowing the one seed, I'll tell you that. Milwaukee now, I think, has a two-game lead in the loss column. Uh, Indiana scored 143 points at home last night in regulation and lost. Sixers beat them 147-143. Portland over Detroit, 110-104. Mark, have you seen there's a four-way tie for ninth in the Western Conference? Teams 9, 10, 11, and 12 all have the same record with like 16 games to go. Doesn't that mean the Lakers automatically get in? (laughs) Isn't there a bylaw that if there's a four-way tie for ninth, the Lakers get in the play-in game? The Lakers are nine, and the other three have to battle it out to see who's 10. Uh, Denver beat Toronto 118-113. So it's a one-point game with about 30 seconds to go. They call a foul on Toronto. Scotty Barnes for the Raptors apparently says, don't know if he said it out loud, don't know if he was saying it to a teammate, don't know if he was saying it to himself, but but he said to one of the officials, yo, you guys are cheating, bro, okay? And he gets teed up. It's a one-point game with 30 seconds to go. He gets teed up and ejected. 30 seconds to go. Scott Foster, infamous Scott Foster, the official who teed him up and basically said he questioned our integrity. 114-113, 30 seconds to go. Throwing around technicals and ejections. (laughs) Uh, We came to see you, Scotty. We came to see you. Sacramento beat New Orleans by 15. NHL, Connor McDavid, two goals. Care to guess how many he's got, Mark? Where is he at now? 50 what? 54. Thank you very much. 54. San Jose, a winner over Winnipeg in overtime. Calgary, 5-4 over Dallas. Chicago shut out Ottawa. Kings doubled up Washington, although Ovechkin, who remember how quickly he got to 30 goals? Yeah, he scored last night his 36th. 
He's really slowed down, plus he missed a couple weeks with the passing of his dad. Vancouver in a shootout beat Nashville 4-3. Uh, Red Sox third baseman Justin Turner got hit in the face with a pitch Ooh. yesterday in a spring training game. 16 stitches. Let's hope he'll be okay. Red Sox did have some good news yesterday. Chris Sale, who has thrown less than 50 innings in the last three years with numerous injuries and illnesses through two scoreless innings yesterday in spring training. Mets lefty Carlos Quintana has a stress fracture. Sale had that injury last year, missed four months. So if you're a Mets fan, don't count on the lefty until the All-Star break. And Colorado police are uh, investigating uh, John Morant and his video and his gun. I will say everybody's making a big deal. How do how do you get the gun? Uh, they fly private. It, it, the security is a little different when you fly private. What do you mean? How do you get the gun? He packed it. <laughs> That's how he got the gun. You've never flown private, obviously. <laughs> and college football. Steve Sarkeesian says every job is up for grabs. And the reporters went. So you mean quarterback? He goes, Yep. Quinn Ewers is going to have to beat out Arch Manning, just like everybody else. So there. I'm sure he promised Arch he'd have a chance to win the job when he recruited him, so he's got to say that. Eight minutes before the hour, that was... That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller & Moulton. How did Job Morant bring the gun with him to Denver? I brought it on the his plane. suitcase. <laughs> Just, I mean, it may not have been in his carry-on, but I mean, you know, <laughs> are you serious? With his hands, <laughs> right? I mean, with his toiletries. That's how he brought the gun onto the plane. I mean, you know, now what he's doing with a gun? Why he feels the need to have a gun? 5.30 in the morning in a strip club. Uh, a whole bunch of legitimate questions. But Mind you, after a he... loss. <laughs> well, you know, if, if we win, I don't need the gun. If we lose, you know, just how I'm feeling. Miller and Moulton. David Sampson coming up on the other side. Pat Kerwin to join us in the 8 o'clock hour right here on the Florida Sports Network.